At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is a Friday edition of The Edge here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Got a good show on tap for you today, as we always do. Coming up in 30, Dave Koken's going to be with us. Get some thoughts on a wide variety of topics. College football, Major League Baseball, of course, a full slate of MLB games. And Koken with his finger on the pulse of Major League Baseball. Gets the best bets from him and what he's thinking about as we get closer and closer to the college football season. Also, speaking of college football, we unveil our, what are we at right now, 18th, 19th ranked team? Something like that in our Edge Top 40. I think we're at number 18 today. Okay. I won't say who it is. got to wait. got to wait for a little bit for that one. But Koken's going to be with us coming up at 30. We'll get his thoughts on that as well. We open with the big news, though, and that is soccer is back. German Bundesliga, English yeah. Premier League. No? Nothing? No. Bayern Munich. Bayern up right now, 5-1 over Frankfurt. I'll tell you why. You can do that minute. when you have your own show later in the month. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Are you unveiling something? Here we go. Uh, all right. No, we open up with uh, a last night, of course, and that would be the Hall of Fame game. Football's back, baby. And we got to see actually kind of a thrilling game by all standards when it comes to the Hall of Fame game. 27-11, to 11, the final score. So I was at, I do local radio on the side, and I was doing the job out at a local establishment, Silver Sevens, and I had a dude come up to me yesterday in a Raiders jersey. He goes, you like money? Like, oh, boy. I'm like, oh, boy. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Bet the Raiders like, tonight. I'm right? like, yeah, huh? sure. I love money. What's the deal? He goes, Raiders in the over. Free money. 
And I go, yeah. okay, all right, sure, why not? Dude Sharp called guy. the shot. The dude called the shot. Twenty-seven, eleven. <laughs> Game goes over the total. Raiders cover with ease. Went right down the field on the first drive. Never looked back. And it did look like Josh McDaniels was trying to impress his uh, former high school crowd out there in Canton because uh, those were not vanilla plays that we were watching from Stidham and the Raiders. That was very obvious right from the outset. You got Josh Jacobs, your number one running back, out there on the field, and you have your quarterback in the shotgun. You're throwing the ball on first down all on right. the first play of the game. I would have to go back. Uh, I don't have the tapes from all the Hall of Fame games. I'm just going to guess that you don't have to commit it to memory. 90% of the time, the Hall of Fame game opens with a run up, up the, the middle, middle or off tackle, right? <laughs> yes. And the, and the Raiders opened last night in shotgun, throwing the ball deep down the field, taking a deep shot. Uh, that's what I mentioned about that Josh McDaniels angle about how he went to high school and played quarterback at Canton McKinley in that stadium. Would he want to win that game a little bit more because he's got family, friends, and it, it means a little bit more to him? And I think it did. It was pretty obvious the way he called the plays last night. Is that you know he, he probably wouldn't admit that necessarily. I didn't hear his post game comments, but um, I think that he was calling plays either for one uh, because he wanted to uh, impress people with his offense, mm-hmm. or number two because he wanted to see what his quarterbacks could actually do. And he had his number two, number three, and number four quarterbacks on the field last night. Why waste reps? Uh, I kind of like that. I actually call plays, give these guys a chance to throw the ball down the field. Whether you're trying to win or win the game or not, take some chances. And I, I think you have to uh, put your backup quarterbacks in spots like that and see how they can perform, uh, not exactly under pressure, but under the lights like they did last night. So the Raiders win the game 27-11, to 11, uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites. A little bit sharper money on the Raiders' side last night, but the sharp money went down under the total. Yep. Total opened 33 and a half closed 30 and a half and uh, the late touchdown by the Jags puts it over. Yeah. It looked like it was potentially going to uh, die in that second half, only a field goal in the third quarter. Um, But like you said, with about what, three and a half minutes left to go, Kyle Slaughter tosses a touchdown pass to put this bad boy over. So I would say, I want to say one more thing about the side in the game because you bet the Jags and I did just a small bet for you. Right. I hope so. Uh, No, bet the house on it. Diego's not going to bet the mortgage on it. When you saw the list of inactives, from the Jaguars about an hour before the game, Adam yeah. Schefter sent out the list. The Jags had like their top 30 players sitting out last night, aside from the r- rookie yep. Walker, who actually uh, should have had a. Uh, the, the first, the, the pass sack. interference that was called, or excuse me, roughing the passer, roughing the that was passer called call. on the first play was ridiculous. Didn't hit him in the head, arm bar clean across the chest. He got there in time. And he, look, it's the NFL, it's the preseason. You're not going to bellyache too much. It was one play in a grand scheme of many, but I just thought it was very fitting. Play action, drop back to pass. Edge rusher gets there. Nah, sorry. That's right. Roughing the pass. Well, I said the same thing. NFL's back. We got a bad <laughs> call right off the bat. Roughing the passer call. Trayvon Walker gets in the quarterback's face, and they call throw a flag on the defense. That was a BS penalty. Uh, but change uh, the game. My right, point Jags was would have been right in it. If not that if you bet the Jags, you had to have kind of a sick feeling because an hour before the game, they put out the list of inactives, and like thirty other best players were not playing last night. I never gave up hope. I thought they would play. A f- I thought they would play a few more guys than so, that. So did I. They didn't so want did to play I. anybody. Uh, last night, the Raiders have Josh Jacobs out there on the field. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think too. What is interesting about that because there was a lot being made of okay, why is Jacobs out there? I think some people would look at it because there's two ways to look at it, right? There's the view of hey. Josh Jacobs, it's cool. Get your starters out there. Get them some run. Josh McDaniels talked after the game. Like, I think backs should play in the preseason. Mm-hmm. It's good to get more contact and whatnot. There's also the thought of looking at it and going, 
Yeah, maybe Josh Jacobs isn't their starting running back once we get into the regular season. And that's probably why he got a vast majority of that load. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it statistically the last few seasons, Jacobs hasn't been the most productive rusher. Now, I think a lot of that has to do with the offensive line that's been in front mm-hmm. of him, and it's not going to be that much better this year, although they were opening like six-yard wide holes in the first yeah. half of this game. Um, there's two ways to look at it, and it's going to be interesting to see what Jacobs – value is going forward because the Raiders do think when you read some of them, you know, between the lines, hearing what comes out of camp uh, from our perspective, they do like a lot of what their running back depth chart looks like. So maybe Jacobs is second fiddle when they start the regular well, season. Yeah, I agree. Exactly why Josh Jacobs was out there is this. He is not the undisputed number one running back. Right. And I've heard from people um, who've been observing Raiders camp that he's had a problem with fumbles and the coaching staff is unhappy. And I think they wanted to get him out there and get hit last night and say, hey, hold on to the ball, make some plays, show us you're the number one running back, and you got to compete for this job and earn it. The Raiders have some talent at the running back position. So that's why I think Josh Jacobs is out there in the field. He's got to compete to win that number one job. It's not going to be handed to him. If it was John Gruden as coach, that job would be handed to him. But Josh McDaniels is not going to do that. And that's why Jacobs was out there playing. But anyway, I thought overall it was a, a pretty good opening to the NFL preseason last night. Somewhat entertaining game. And uh, we had a interesting decision with the total going over late. Yep. And we'll see if uh, what the preseason, of course, has for both of these teams as we move forward, especially for a team like Jacksonville, which I thought was going to be. And I, I do wonder as we kind of move forward, do you think that this is going to be the mentality for both of these teams? Will Josh McDaniels be a John Harbaugh type? trying to win some of these preseason games to set some sort of mentality, and will Doug Peterson just not give a rip about the preseason and not let him vast majority of these guys play as we get through? I think the first part is uh, what I've kind of sensed all along, that McDaniels is in it to win it in the right. preseason. Yeah. I think he is. I think he's that type of guy who's going to try to win in the preseason, kind of opposite of a Sean McVay type. Sean McVay doesn't give a damn about these preseason games. He's going to be a fade coach, and he has been. Uh, as far as Peterson... I kind of lean to thinking Peterson's going to be one of those guys who doesn't want to play his uh, starters much and doesn't care about winning. But at the same time, you're taking over a team that's had the worst record in the NFL two years in a row. Mm-hmm. You've got to you got to instill a new attitude. You got to get these players on the field. You can't just kick back and think, "Well, week one we're going to flip the switch." I think he's got to get these guys on the field. I would agree. I can't. Did Peterson have any sort of trend as a preseason head coach when he was with Philadelphia? Uh, you know what? I'd have to look that. I don't, I don't recall. Yeah. Um, I was going to do some research on the coaches a little bit more next week, but um, I think Peterson's approach, whatever it was in Philly, has got to be to uh, get these guys on the field and try to win and turn this uh, program around. Because the Jaguars, seriously, what can you, uh, what can you kick back and say you're confident in if you're the Jaguars coach? Nothing. No. You got a you got a second year quarterback in Trevor Lawrence who stunk as a rookie behind a bad offensive line. I think he's got a ton of talent, but he didn't have a good year. Yeah. So even Trevor Lawrence needs snaps. Uh, our producer Ellie Bauman checks in and says that uh, Peterson eight and eight against the spread in the preseason. Okay. Thanks, Elliot. He's on top of it. Like, look at that, huh? Those are good nuggets. So that means Doug Peterson cares about winning half the time. That or no, there's nothing to really read into an eight and eight against the spread record for the most part. But you know the Patriots did play to win in the preseason. If you look at Bill Belichick's record, especially the the last couple of years, I think that's going to be McDaniel's attitude with the Raiders. Let's uh, two minutes to go here, and I don't want to spend much more time talking about it. But how about what? The Deshaun, I have like seven more notes? Deshaun Watson saga. We get an update here or what? You yeah. want to actually talk about this? Watson rejected a settlement with the NFL that would have suspended him twelve games. Yeah. I think we kind of knew this coming in. He, 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 after the ruling came out, mm-hmm. 
his camp was like, no, nah, it should have been zero games. Right? Like, they are staunchly in this camp of, no, we shouldn't be punished well, here. Well, let me, let me ask you this. So, do you, if you're watching this camp, do you say, hey, he set out last season. Does he get credit for time served? Does he get credit for last year uh, playing zero games? I mean, maybe. It, it seems that they're very much almost like a he's innocent type of deal. Which, yeah, well, that's uh, not yeah, the case. Well, which, yeah, okay. if you read the report, uh, the, late, the, the judge, Hugh Robinson, was just like, eh. So, no. Watson and his camp rejected a settlement. It would have been a 12-game suspension and um, a fine of around eight to ten million dollars. Uh, a hefty fine. I can see. Well, it's how hefty is it when you're making forty million a year? Right. But when, anyway, it's still a significant fine. I can see why they would reject that and say, "Hey, no, we're gonna we're not gonna play your game. We're gonna play hardball with you." Mm-hmm. And um, see what. And the NFL is uh, more than willing uh, to play hardball as well. So Roger Goodell appoints former New Jersey Attorney General Peter Harvey to oversee the appeals hearing. Harvey now has final say. I have a feeling that Harvey's final say is going to line up with whatever Roger Goodell wants. Harvey. Put in air quotes. <laughs> Harvey's got the final say right, right. at this right now. And, and we'll see if this – and I thought – so up on the Twitter feed, if you go, VEASAN Live, uh, we put up a clip. Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher were talking about this just the other day, and Lombardi brought up a great point because, as I've mentioned a couple of times, Rapport says that Watson's people are going to challenge us in court if it gets extended. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to that – Lombardi brought up a great point, which was the judge ruling, Judge Robinson, that he was guilty of doing these things, at least by the, you know, the parameters of the NFL's personal conduct policy. That's something in the back pocket to use and go, it's fine, you can challenge it, but when we go to court, an independent judge thought that you actually did these things. Yeah. The, the level of punishment doesn't matter. It's the fact that you are in violation of our conduct policy, so we have a right to do this. So, so the bottom line today, when we sit here and talk about Deshaun Watson, how do you feel about the Browns' futures, uh, the Browns' win total, uh, Browns week one. I, I would say that I'm looking forward to a season in which Deshaun Watson's not going to be there for 10 to 12 to 14, okay. maybe all of them, right? I think that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to our Edge Top 40. Dave Koken with us in 15. It's the Edge here on a Friday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. 
in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't heard, and you should have heard, the College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with profiles of all 131 teams, including trends, power ratings, total recommendations, and a lot more. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN all-access subscriber. Sign up early for a discount of $175. You'll receive the College and Pro football betting guides along with full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month to see everything VSIN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the sports betting network. So we have the uh, college football guide out now. The pro football guide is going to be out, JVT, in about two and a half weeks. Right. Started work on it the other day. So just meticulating some notes and everything like that as you get ready. What do you have? I've got AFC North and AFC East. Same two divisions I have every year, NFC East, AFC West. Okay. I have the same two divisions every year. It's funny how that works. Interesting. All right. We move on. So the Edge Top 40, we are into our Top 20. To refresh your memory, number 20, Michigan State. Number 19, we talked about yesterday, a pretty intriguing squad, BYU, the Cougars with a lot of returning production, a fascinating schedule, and some big questions. So now let's go to number 18. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little risk here. Penn State checks in at number 18, not remembering my rankings off the top of my head. I feel like it might be a little high for Penn State. So, of course, I probably have them at like 14 or something like that. Uh, but Penn State, when you talk about returning production, that I think one of the questions is, no matter what the number is in terms of returning starters, uh, this is a team that has been pretty disappointing. I would say the last two seasons, 500 over the last two years, and a grand total of 11 and 11. Uh, a ground game last year that was one of the more disappointing ones in the nation, 128th in EPA per play on the ground offensively. Now you look at it, the key player for them, of course, Sean Clifford is going to come back. So we'll see how much that really helps this team. But from an offensive standpoint, this team has been kind of stuck in the mud when you look at it. Overall, EPA per play, 88th in the country last year. But when eight and a half win total, shaded to the under minus 125, five and a half win total in conference, shaded to the over minus 195. They are an intriguing team nonetheless and a good program, but do have some upward. Uh, they got to move up here because they have been somewhat uh, average to below average each of the last two seasons. Well, James Franklin is uh, got a long term contract now, and he's been talking for years since he, he blew that Penn State game a couple of years ago. The Ohio State game? 
Oh, excuse me, yeah. the Ohio State game. The whiteout where uh, he decided to run it up the middle on yeah. fourth and three this or whatever. This program's going to be elite, you know, and uh, he made those, those bold statements. And since then, the last two years, Penn State is 11 and 11 straight up, and uh, that's not quite elite. So Penn State does get catch Ohio State at home again this season, so that's mm-hmm. one positive. You got a chance for a huge win on the schedule there. But I think it's uh, it's time for James Franklin to back up to talk, and uh, he's got the schedule that gives him that opportunity uh, this season, and he's got a veteran quarterback in Sean Clifford, who I, I rank as the number two quarterback in the Big Ten. And if you go back to last season, the Nittany Lions were 5-0 and when they went to Iowa, and uh, they led that game 17-7. to Sean Clifford went down with an injury, yep. and they lost the game 23-20. They don't lose that game, speaking of the Nittany Lions, if uh, Clifford stays healthy and finishes a game. He went down to injury. They lose. The next week, they lose one of the most ridiculous games in college football history, 20-18 to 18 to Illinois and nine overtimes. How many overtimes, yeah. So what does that tell you about Clifford and his value to that team? Right. He's incredibly value, valuable to that team. And uh, I think, you know, it's up to him to kind of carry this offense a little bit this year. You don't have the – the stud wide receivers, they've had some big-time NFL wide receiver talent in this mm-hmm. Penn State offense in recent years. They've had guys like Micah Parsons on the defensive side. I still think you got a couple of defensive studs. Maybe the talent is a little bit down on the defensive side. Uh, At least Manny Diaz comes in to take over the defense. He'll be good. Manny Diaz is a pretty good defensive coordinator. Right. I, would, I would not want him as my head coach, but I think uh, <laughs> he could be a pretty good defensive coordinator for Penn State. But uh, JVT, in general, I like this team, but I think a lot of it is on Sean Clifford to deliver. Yep. If he can perform up to what I said, is if he can perform at like the number two quarterback in the Big Ten, then Penn State could have a really good season. I still would not uh, bet over this win total of eight and a half. And um, as you look at it right now, Penn State's going to be favored in probably nine games. But you got some coin flip type of games in right. there too. Uh, if, if at any point Clifford goes down to injury – uh, Penn State's staying under that win total. Right. And uh, like you said, the last last couple of years, this has been a team that's uh, underachieved, and um, I think they've got a chance to overachieve this time, but like Sean Clifford's going to have to take it to the next level. So we're talking about September 10th versus Ohio, uh, September 24th versus Central Michigan, October 1st against Northwestern, uh, 24th, the 22nd against Minnesota. We'll take uh, the road game against Rutgers. I would circle those as if you're going to go over your win total, must wins for Penn State. Right? Oh, the those game are, at Indiana is a must win too. Yeah. Okay. Throw that in you there as six, well. You got six must wins. If they're going to go over it, right. right? Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana, Rutgers. Yep. You got to win all six of those games, and actually, you should beat Maryland at home too to make it seven. Yeah. Uh, but Penn State's probably going to lose one of those games somewhere. Which and means then, you got to steal one, two of what? Purdue, Michigan. Ohio State, well, Michigan Auburn? State, uh, Auburn. With right. the road games, two two road games in the first three weeks at Purdue, at Auburn. And then uh, you go to Michigan on October 15th. you got Ohio State at home. You're at Michigan State, or you host Michigan State to finish the schedule. Penn yep. State lost that game in East Lansing at the end of last year. There was It was cold and snowy that day, and the Penn State offense um, couldn't pull out the win. I think that was a 30-27 loss in East Lansing. But that was a good Michigan State team. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, you can make an argument that Penn State should win nine or ten games. Sure. But if Sean Clifford gets injured or he gets beat up or he misses a couple starts, they're in trouble. And, and that's what kind of worries me. Like, when you evaluate this team as a whole, 
you know, there was a great stat Athlon had it like of the four projected starters, uh, four of the five projected starters on the offensive line for Penn State have started one game as a Nittany Lion, mm-hmm. right? They're, re- they're really kind of reshuffling their offensive line, rebuilding that. And we talked about how poor their run game was a season ago. It was partly because poor offensive line play, how that holds up in front of Clifford. If they can't run the ball, all of a sudden do they come insanely one-dimensional. And here's the thing to your point about Clifford and how well he has played. Uh, how about like some a little bit better in terms of statistics? If you look at it from a passing standpoint, despite ranking 128th in rush EPA on offense, they were 58th in the country in pass EPA. Yeah. Like that's expected points added. So Clifford did a pretty good job in at least getting something out of this passing attack himself. So I'd agree. Like I like him. I think defensively you've got enough when you look at this overall. They were really good in advanced metrics defensively with some good returning production for the most part, although I think only five guys come back. You could, I think you could craft your way here uh, toward eight, nine wins potentially, but you got to hit those spots that we're talking about and steal one of these coin flips wow. and or underdog spots if you're Penn State. Let's take a look at that Penn State profile once again because the, uh, I think the, the key games I listed are October 15th at Michigan, yep. October 29th at home against Ohio State. Yep. But when you're talking about a win total, I don't think there's a bigger game on the schedule than September 1st at Purdue. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that speaks for both teams – Whoever wins that game kind of launches itself uh, toward, I think, a a promising season. Mm. You lose that game, you have a lot of questions early in the season. I think Penn State fans are going to be on Franklin's back if the Lions lose that opener at Purdue. But that's a game Penn State's a three, three three-and-a-half point favorite in. Right now, that's a Thursday night in West Lafayette. Gus Johnson's going to be on the call. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. Uh, by the way, so I, I did. Uh, I do save a little face. As I said, I thought Penn State was ranked a little high here. I had them 24th. I had Penn State 14th. So. Okay. It falls right in the middle. Right. Number 18, essentially. So, well, Not quite in the middle, but there's, close. There's reasons to like him, as we've mm-hmm. talked about here. So at this point right now, again, if Clifford Penn State, stays healthy and yeah. plays to the level I think he can, this Penn State team could win nine or ten games. Sure. You should also mention, too. I did like, not, this is not a, a win total, I bet. I did and, not bet the Penn State win. And you kind of alluded to it as we've taken our 18th-ranked team, Penn State. Um, James Franklin's not exactly, again, as I kind of use that term a lot, like one of those coaches that adds wins at the margins, right? He's not going to. That's well said. He's not going to scheme me, you up a victory. He's not a, he's not a bet on coach for me. Right. So so Penn State checking in. James Franklin with a, I don't know, I guess it's not really an important year because, like you said, he signed a long-term contract and there hasn't really been much, it seems, at least in terms of urgency. Uh, but an interesting year nonetheless for Penn State, given what you have at the most important position, a quarterback and the potential and a Big Ten that, of course, as we know, is rife of parity to find your way to eight or nine wins this year. Yeah, the whole Franklin contract situation was curious to me. USC expressed interest. Uh, I think was it LSU, uh, too, LSU right? was yeah. in the hunt, too. I, I didn't know. I was on a radio show in Baton Rouge, and they were asking me about which coach I thought was the best fit. I said, not James Franklin. <laughs> Why would you want James Franklin? He's 11-11 and 11 the past two years. Why is he such a hot commodity? I thought the same thing about USC. Then Penn State throws a ridiculous contract at him. He's got the schedule this year in the veteran quarterback where it's time to deliver. By the way, the Big Ten has now had uh, five teams in our top 40 poll. The voters in the panel, JVT, me, Paul Stone, and Adam, Ver- Adam Burke of v uh, The The Big Ten teams to appear so far, Minnesota 38, Purdue 37, Iowa 25, mm-hmm. Michigan State 20, and Penn State 18. So five Big Ten teams, Nebraska actually fell right outside our top 40 at number 42. Almost there, Nebraska. Right. Almost. Well, I think it'll be interesting for Penn State. I would lean under very much so. I think it is uh, aptly favored, the underpriced here for Penn State. Uh, but who cares about what we think? 
Let's find out what Dave Koken thinks about Penn State. Smoking Koken is going to join us on the other side. Smoking Koken is a very sharp college football and baseball guy. Yeah, yeah. Big, on the, uh, big on college football. So we'll get his thoughts on not only Penn State, but uh, see if he's got some future plays when it comes to college football, if anything piques his interest. And, of course, we got we haven't talked to him for a while in baseball. Got to get his thoughts on what's happened to the trade deadline up to this point and if he's got any best bets that are up there. Speaking of college football, by the way, cannot stress enough, featuresin.com slash subscribe. Get that college football guide for all you subscribers out there. We'll be back on The Edge. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to make a change, but just wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey, man. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor, at the right time, and the right hand on your shoulder to comfort you. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at ZYN.com. Warning product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Well done, kid. Thanks, man. Let's welcome in Dave Koken. Smoking Koken is nice enough to give us some time. Handicapper extraordinaire, legend in the sports betting business. What's up, Dave? What's going on? Uh, enjoying baseball, getting set for football. Not a bad time to be around. Dave Koken, you just had a relaxing trip to the Del Mar Beach, right? How, how'd that go? Oh, sensational. I mean, the Solana Beach is one of my favorite places. Uh, great restaurants. All throughout that Del Mar area. Had a great time. Didn't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but Vegas is a good place to come back to. It is. All right. And we have a lot to look forward to with the opening couple of weeks of uh, college football, Dave. A lot of, uh, I think, uh, fascinating matchups on the schedule. And uh, there's there's some mismatches, too, obviously. Always are, are early in the season. I think you laid less than 21 with Clemson against Georgia Tech. That's one of your plays, right? Yeah, a little less. Um, I think the line's going to continue to go up because uh, this is the last game on the week one schedule. It's September 5th, I believe it is. And I think uh, maybe 23 range is where this thing closes. Clemson's going to be really good. Uh, the offense was bad last year. Everybody knows that the quarterback situation was was definitely a liability. But they look to be a lot stronger this year. Uh, Georgia Tech doesn't. And Georgia Tech's one of the teams that I think this is going to be an ongoing thing in college football as we get used to it now. Uh, grading teams in terms of how they made out of the transfer portal, Georgia Tech didn't do very well at all in that category. So I think they're going to be behind the eight ball early on. I don't know where they're going to get their points from against a really good Clemson defense. And I think the Tigers win, win this pretty big. Anything in week zero, Dave? It's not the sexiest slate when it comes to some of these highlights, Nebraska-Northwestern over in Dublin, and uh, some interesting other group of five matchups. But anything in week zero? I haven't bet anything yet for week zero. and I'm pretty selective early on because, you know, they're guesses on my part. I haven't seen the teams play, and I don't want to go out there and blow a big piece in the bankroll in week, uh, week zero slash week one. But I'll have some other plays. One play I did make, though, is that over and under wins prop, um, under four and a half wins on Nevada. And the interesting thing is they're probably going to start 3-0. and But after that, I don't think they, they might not win another game. 
Um, I don't think there's a program that had a worse offseason <laughs> than Nevada. Uh, everything has gone wrong for them. And let's put it this way. UNLV has a higher power rating for me than Nevada does. I don't remember the last time that took place. So I think Nevada could actually lose every conference game this year. Yeah, new coach, no more Carson Strong at quarterback. Uh, pretty much a complete turnover yep. in uh, Reno for that team, and I agree with you. The only reason I didn't play that under four and a half yet is I looked at the same thing you did. I said, man, it's going to be three and oh. It could be three and oh right off the bat, but I, I would still lean under like you did at four and a half. Is that the only one total you bet so far? So far. Okay. Uh, I, I figure I'll add a few in the next week or so, but, uh, you know, it's still an ongoing process. I've got 10 win total bets in college football so far, but I like his Nevada play, too. Um, Dave, what's the cat's name? Oh, the cat? Uh, his name is Buddy. Oh, nice. Good. Hey, Buddy. <laughs> I was say, you never forget That's that. That's what I call my children. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a very friendly cat. He likes everybody, and, uh, and he likes hanging out with me. So. That cat's been around uh, for a long time. What is it, about 17 years old? No, no. This one is a senior rescue that I got about a year ago. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. We don't know his age. Uh, it's it's double figures. They know that, but they they don't really know how old. But he seems to be happy, and uh, so I hopefully provide him with a nice home as long as he's around, or as long as I'm around. All right. Let's. Uh, I call you Mister Baseball. So let's talk about it. Uh, trade deadline winners, losers. Uh, what'd you make of the whole deal, Dave? Well, I look. I, I love what the Padres did. Now, it might not pay off because the only payoff really is if they win the whole thing. Uh, and they took a gamble, but you got to go for it. When you when you got a chance to win big, make the moves. And they did that. Uh, big losers? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'd call them a big loser, but I thought the Mets probably could have done and should have done a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were a little too protective of their prospects. Which is okay, but I mean, you're in a position to win it right now, and uh, Scherzer's not getting any younger. Degrom's health is always always going to be a risk. I thought the Mets should have been a little busier at the deadline, so I'm not going to. It's tough to call them losers, but I don't think they were winners. Yeah, it's interesting. I thought the Mets would do a little bit more too, like you said, mm-hmm. Scherzer. How much uh, does he have left? He's got. Yeah. He, he's still pitching about as well as he ever has right now, but he did have a dead arm last year for the Dodgers in the playoffs. Don't forget about that. Uh, let's actually talk about some of the games tonight. And uh, right. before JVT gets to the biggest game on the schedule, how about the Braves and Mets with uh, Walker about a minus one twenty-five favorite total of eight and a half? Do you have a play on that game tonight at City Field? Uh, I call it a lean on the over. Uh, I still like the Mets lineup, and it's hitting pretty well right now. The Braves lineup is producing as well. The pitching matchup—it's decent. Taiwan Walker's been very good for the Mets. Anderson is inconsistent for the Braves, but. He tends to pitch well in big games. Nevertheless, I think the offenses have a chance to do some damage here, and I would lean over in that game. Dave Kelkin with us. All right, let's go to uh, the nightcap, or one of the night games. So, Shamanai is going to take the hill against Tony Gonsolin and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yep. We've seen a slight bump here. Minus 155 at the open in favor of L.A., minus 153 now in some spots. Dodgers get to beat up on the Giants. They've won five straight. Uh, coming into this, what do you make of this matchup of the uh, newly retooled Padres against the Dodgers? I'm excited for this. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I think you're going to get runs tonight. Yeah. Uh, a pretty good last time out, but he really hasn't been particularly good lately. He had a rough July. And Gonsolin, it's not like he's fallen off a cliff, but he's not pitching at the level he was earlier, which I think was a little bit above what should have been expected from him. So I think the pitchers here can be hit. I like both offenses. Both offenses in very good form coming in. I think this game goes over the total. Total is eight and a half. 
Uh, Dave, how about what the Dodgers did at the deadline? And, and what, what do you make of Joey Gallo? Because last year at the deadline, he was actually a wanted man, and the Yankees got him, and, and they felt really good about it. Now they just dump him off like trash to the Dodgers. Uh, I think a change of scenery might help him a lot. But, yeah. man, he's got some ugly offensive numbers. Just too many swings and misses. But I think getting out of New York might be a good thing for him. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the West Coast, hopefully that helps him out. He's not going to be playing every day. We know that. But hopefully he can contribute and uh, do a little Las Vegas strong. I, I want to see Joey do well. I think most people here do. And uh, he's got nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, he's a Vegas kid. And uh, hopefully we'll see Bryce Harper back. I think he's coming back sometime early September. Yes. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was at Petco Park tonight. He got hit on the hand. And uh, that was a bad night for the Phillies. Let's go to uh, Yankees and Cardinals tonight in St. Louis. Cortez is uh, minus 145 against Hudson. And uh, these two teams just made a deal before the deadline. The Yankees sent Montgomery to St. Louis. Harrison Bader goes to the Yankees. And tonight, Nestor Cortez, 145, total of 8.5. Do you like this game over? Yeah, I do. Uh, Nestor Cortez is is very capable of shutting any lineup down. He's, He's been pitching great ball. But Lefties in St. Louis have had their troubles this year. The Cardinals lineup is configured to whack lefties, and they've done so on a regular basis. And meanwhile, the Yankees can hit anybody. And Dakota Hudson is just not a guy who gets swings and misses. That's bad news against the Yankees. If they're making contact, some of it's going to be hard. And I think you're going to get a high-scoring game here. I would lean Yankees, but I think the better play here is to go with the over. I, I expect lots of runs tonight. Dave, one of the matchups that I'm really intrigued by is Toronto and Minnesota. So they go get Tyler Molly, who's going to get his start here for Minnesota yep. today. Molly's underlying numbers are actually really solid, and I think yes. he's got a lineup behind him that would be able to take advantage of Barrios, who has not been good this year. But Blue Jays are a road favorite in this spot. Well, and Barrios has been better lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, July was good for Barrios. He's, he's had better command of his pitches. He's not making as many mistakes in the middle of the zone as he was previously. So he's kind of on a roll Blue Jays finally got their offense going yesterday, but it hasn't been good lately. Uh, I never like to bet on or against pitchers in their first start for a new team because I don't really know what's going through their minds. But Malley has to be happy about pitching home games in Minnesota rather than a great American ballpark in Cincinnati, which was not a good ballpark for him and not really a good ballpark for any pitchers. So I think I lean Blue Jays here, but I don't want to lay a price in the game. uh, And I don't really have an opinion on the total. All right, Dave, we got our last 45 here really quickly. One of the angles that I've been playing is against Otani. Nothing against him, but this line has been terrible. Market's laying some big prices. Wait a minute. The Angels hit seven homers yesterday. Uh, yes. Uh, seven solo shots and lost. It was absolutely <laughs> great. Uh, but are you surprised the market's like continuing to lay these over 230 prices on them at home with Otani? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, I mean, he's so good, you don't want to go against him, but I don't know how anybody can even consider laying $2 or more with the Angels. That's just a terrible baseball team. Dollar yep. ninety favorite. The Mariners are today right. against the Angels. Yeah. Dave, good to talk to you as always, man. Thank you very much. See you guys. Smoking Coken. Smoking Coken. Always great to have Smoking Coken on the show. Follow him at Dave Coken. Also, you can find him at Wager Talk. Love Smoking yeah. Coken. All right, we'll come back and wrap up the show here on the Edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, cold beers, hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right. We have news to go over, Matt Humans in the National Football League. And it's bad news mm-hmm. for the defending Super Bowl champs. I guess. Like, I also think stories like this, they get a little overblown. We're talking about August 5th. But still, something worth noting that... Matthew Stafford, who did not throw in practice this week, continues to deal with an elbow issue that has limited his offseason work. And in fact, Ian Rappaport reported yesterday that he is dealing with what is being described as, quote, bad tendonitis or thrower's elbow. From Rappaport's report saying, quote, my understanding of this elbow issue, which actually cropped up in the spring, is described to me as bad tendonitis. It is a tendon issue in his throwing elbow. Had a little of a procedure, not a surgery, but a procedure, more of a PRP-type deal in the offseason, try to manage it. Did not get to a place where he really needs it to be. Long-term, everyone in L.A. thinks he's going to be fine. Don't assess any stress about it, but it is a quarterback, obviously. It's a throwing arm, obviously something we need to monitor going forward. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if the Rams have signed a fourth quarterback yet, but one thing that was uh, curious to me when I was putting together the uh, preseason quarterback depth charts, that if you want to check those out, they're in Point Spread Weekly uh, this week. We need to throw those up online. If they're not already at vcin.com, you're handicapping a preseason. This is important. Come on, Beth. I didn't think Matthew Stafford was going to play at all in this preseason, Mm -hmm. but the Rams only have two quarterbacks on the roster. At least they did as of, uh, I think, yesterday. John Walford and Bryce Perkins. Yes. I, I've got him as Luis Perez as a fourth uh, fourth guy on the depth chart right now. So did they bring in Luis Perez? Yeah, okay. looks like it. Uh, Sean McVay is not a coach you want to bet on in the preseason. He doesn't care about winning any of these games. Uh, John Walford's actually a decent backup quarterback, but if you've watched the Rams in the past in the preseason when they have Perkins or Luis Perez or whoever it may be out there, um, they're a bet against team in the preseason. I think that's going to be the case. And I actually believe that there's plenty of reasons to be concerned about the Rams in the regular season with the Stafford elbow issue because it's a really bad sign. Uh, from what I've read, it's I'm not going to say it's a Mike Trout-like thing, yeah. but it's a, it's a unique uh, sort of elbow injury for a quarterback. And for him to have that in early August, you would think uh, it might not go away. Now – the flip side of that is we, we talked about the same thing with Dak Prescott last year in the middle of August, and Pres, Prescott ended up being okay. Yeah. And it, by the time the season started, he was fine. They, he probably should have beat the Buccaneers on the road in week one. And Prescott was fine. Everybody was con- concerned about him in the middle of August last year. So you don't want to make too much out of it, but if you're thinking about betting the Rams under the total, uh, I think you probably are encouraged by the negative Stafford news. Lou Finacaro, one of the uh, betters, if you go up to the VEASAN, uh, VEASAN email. Has a couple of win total mm-hmm. bets under, the regular win total under on the Rams and the alternate win total under the Rams as well. Uh, and here's the other thing, and this is something I've kind of harped on with the Rams, who, by the way, next week they will get their preseason started. Uh, that's Saturday, August 13th. They are three-point underdogs to the Chargers. That game is a total of 31. And you're going to see this too, by the way. The Rams have a really low powers rating in the preseason because Sean McVay, in his time as head coach, has not given a crap about the preseason in any way, shape, or form. Right, right. Um, but the Rams, when you look at it, there's a couple of things now, right? Remember, Van Jefferson has to undergo a procedure, their wide receiver. Their wide receiver core is a little thin when it comes to the depth. And now Matthew Stafford dealing with this. And this is why, Matt, I kept going back mm-hmm. to when you looked at the Rams and everybody kept talking about, like, don't they have a salary cap? What's going on? But if you actually look at their roster, there's a lot of key positions that lack a lot of depth. Yeah. And stuff like edge rusher, they don't put a lot of money into it because they can't really afford it. So you don't really have a dominant edge rusher on this team either. So it's not a perfect situation for L.A. They got some really good players at really good positions. Aaron Donald, Bobby <laughs> Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, that really good players in defense. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. But if you look around, there are some chinks in the armor that you can find for the Los Angeles Rams coming into this year. Yeah, it's not one of the teams that we call deep. Right. They, they've, they're, You're they're really st- hoping for good health. Starting 22 looks pretty strong. Uh, once you once you dig into the uh, depth chart of the Rams, there are some weaknesses there. I think this is going to be one of the worst preseason teams. I'm uh, very intrigued to see if that's the case, but I'm looking to bet against the Rams. So next week, they play the Chargers, and uh, the Chargers are three-point favorites in that game. I don't think Justin Herbert's going to suit up. If he does, it's going to be for a series. But I'm okay with uh, Chase Daniel, Easton Stick, Brandon Peters, mm-hmm. uh, the rookie. Yeah. It's not a great depth chart, but Daniel and Stick have been around long enough that those guys should be able to move the offense and at least give the Chargers a better <laughs> a better chance than the Rams to find the end zone. I think, JVT, that's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game between those two teams, but I would, I would lean uh, laying the three with the Chargers. 
So out of you put all these quarterback depth charts together, and we're going to see all these teams in action starting on Thursday. We get two games Thursday. Uh, Giants-Patriots, Patriots, Patriots one-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 34. And Titans-Ravens, Ravens are a five-point favorite, total of 33-and-a-half. The Ravens are the, uh, the antithesis of the Rams. They have a high power rating in the preseason because right. Harbaugh really cares about winning some of these games and an intriguing quarterback depth chart. Uh, which of the quarterback depth charts, though, stuck out to you the most outside of, like we talked about the Ravens a couple of days ago, right? The, that sticks out. We know about their quarterback mm-hmm. depth. You know, one that stuck out to me, mainly because the guy put up a lot of really big numbers in college football last year, and there is a really long-toothed veteran in front of him, but like the Patriots, right? They've got Mac Jones, they got Brian Hoyer, and then Bailey Zappi is their third string quarterback. I love that kid. Right? I thought that was a great draft pick from Western Kentucky. If if they let him cut it loose in the preseason, uh, he's the type of kid that could put points on the board. I think, I I don't know what to think of Brian Hoyer because uh, you would think a veteran like that would have a chance to. You know, move the offense down the field, score. I have zero confidence right. in that guy. Usually, he stinks when he's out there. You would think that, given the the structure and the fact that they only have three quarterbacks on their roster, that it's going to be the Bailey Zappi show this preseason for the Patriots. And that's not a bad thing. I don't think that would be. He might throw a couple picks, but I think he's yeah. going to make some big plays too. Uh, I, I I like Bailey Zappi, and that that's why the Patriots were okay with trading Jarrett Stidham to uh, Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Right. Uh, they thought they drafted a guy who was uh, eventually going to be a really good number two quarterback because Brian Hoyer is not going to hang around uh, forever. I kind of like the Saints situation behind Jameis Winston uh, with Andy Dalton and Ian Book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think Ian Book's a lot better than he showed in that little action he got last year, and he should be a pretty good preseason quarterback. How about the Eagles? Gardner Minshew, Carson Strong. Uh, you also got Reed Sennett from the University of San Diego on there. Uh, I don't think much of him, but with Minshew and Strong, I think he got a pretty good rotation with the Philadelphia Eagles behind Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with what you said uh, initially. I think the Baltimore Ravens probably have the best because when you talk about Tyler Huntley, Brett Hundley, Anthony Brown, I love the fact that you have mobile quarterbacks who can get out and make plays when the offense backup offensive lines break down. That's the most important thing in the preseason. So you got a coach in John Harbaugh who doesn't lose – and he's got a great quarterback rotation for the preseason. Lay it with the Ravens again, right? So they mm-hmm. face the Titans in their opener next week. Uh, you're paying a tax already. This is not a secret. Ravens are five-point favorites. But if you look at the Titans' depth chart, Malik Willis, Logan Woodside behind Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to bet against the Titans. No, not at all. And I think the quarterback situation that fascinates me the most is because you have a, we'll call it a two-and-a-half-way competition. But how the Steelers divvy up their reps between Mitchell Trubisky, Mason Boy, Rudolph. There's a lot of negative Kevin. reports about Trubisky so far in camp. So. You know, their offensive coordinator went on Pittsburgh radio and said that Mason Rudolph has a great chance at winning the job. Yeah. But you went out and got Trubisky. It's not like they broke the bank for him. But the acquisition of Trubisky made you think that Trubisky was going to be the guy for them coming sure. out. And the fact that they have this heated battle now and their own offensive coordinator is going on local radio going, yeah, you know what? Mason Rudolph might be the starting guy. Like, that's... I don't think it's going to be Pickett, but how they divvy it's up. It's not going to be Pickett. It's but going how to they be, divvy this up is going to be pretty interesting as we get to the preseason because right. you can make the argument it's a pretty intriguing depth chart. And, hey, look, Trubisky's going to be motivated to play well in the preseason. He's got to win the job, so it could be a positive situation for Pittsburgh. We saw what Mitchell Trubisky can do motivated in the preseason. He, he a quarterback beat the, the crap out of the Bears <laughs> last year in a game in Chicago. <laughs> the most fired up I've ever seen a guy uh, when it comes to right. a preseason game. Also, the last one on this, I think one of one of the worst quarterback depth charts, I think, coming into the preseason, and maybe this is just because I'm down on the team and I hate their offensive line depth as a whole, uh-huh. Justin Fields, Trevor Simeon, and Nathan Peterman 
stick out like a sore thumb in terms of a a rotation that is not going to be fantastic. No, I don't think it's going to be bad. Trevor Simeon's okay. Yeah. I don't like Peterman. Well, that's what I think. The Peterman is going to get a majority of these snaps, is he not? Is the third stringer? Well, it just depends how much Simeon's going to play because yeah. Simeon could be one of the better preseason quarterbacks. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'll give you throw, throw two more teams at you here in the final minute. Carolina Panthers. Okay. Mayfield, Darnold, yeah. Matt Corral, P.J. Walker. That's a pretty competitive four-guy rotation. All right. four quarterbacks. And how about the Indianapolis Colts? Behind Matt Ryan, you got Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, and Jack Cohn. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Nope. You want my dark horse? Yeah. Quarterback rotation that I think actually might be sneaky kind of good? Give me the Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, and Felipe Franks. It could be okay. It could be awesome. Yeah. That, there's a lot of athleticism in that quarterback room. I'll tell you that much. Like when you get to like some of these late quarters. You know what's interesting too? Sometimes the worst teams in a regular season have really good preseasons. Yes. And that could be the Falcons. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember the uh, the Tony Dungy years for the Colts there infamously were like Sean McVay. Didn't care. He'd go 0-4 regularly in mm-hmm. those and then rip off 12 wins in the regular season. All right. We're all done. Appreciate it as always for listening. Have a fantastic weekend. And make sure you spend this weekend reading the College Football Betting Guide and hopefully – we see some of you on Sunday for the Visa Invitational. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.